optimism. But when we think about all the promises that we make and all the things that we want to change in our lives, I think this Sunday is wonderful because it's called Epiphany Sunday. Epiphany Sunday. And that simply means an encounter with God. The beginning of the new year reminds us that the most important thing beyond all the diets and the new eating habits and the change of lifestyles and all of that, the most important thing that we all must have and need is an encounter with the living God in the person of Jesus Christ. Even the fact that that is possible excites me. That it's even possible to know the living God personally. Surely that thought every year must be, that's what I want this year. Of all the things that I could change in my life, I want that encounter with the living God. If that's possible. And of course we Christians know that it is. There is a difference between knowing about someone and knowing them personally. There is a difference. I know we all like to do, uh, sometimes, maybe some of us have been into London or somewhere and we've spotted a celebrity from afar or something I said, and you get home and you say, do you know who I saw today walking into the shop or passed on the street? I saw this person who you only know on TV. And maybe you managed to have a quick conversation like, hello, <laughs> or, uh, oh my goodness, it's you. And you tell your friends and your neighbours about it, and that, that story lasts you a good few years. Uh, because there's a difference between knowing about people. We know lots about celebrities, we know lots about famous people, we know lots about politicians, we know lots about all these people, because we can read about them, see them on TV. But there's a difference between knowing about them and knowing them. Christian brothers and sisters, there is a difference between knowing about God and knowing things about God than having a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know the difference? Have you experienced the difference? You will know if you have had that encounter. It may be once you had that encounter that was amazing and it changed your life, it may be that every day you know, yes, I know the presence of Christ and the encounter of Jesus in my life. But you will know it. Why do I say you will know it? Because it will change your life. You cannot have an encounter with Jesus and it not change your life. That's how you know when you've come into a personal relationship with Jesus. Sometimes we try and get away with the whole I know a lot about him and I've studied hard and I go to church and I'm doing all the right things and I'm trying to talk myself into the fact that I do. But I've got a sneaky suspicion it's been a while since I've encountered him personally. Or ever. Important. That's why the first Sunday of the new year is have you had the experience that the Magi had where they came to Christ after years of longing and waiting and watching and searching and they encountered him 
And what did they do? They knelt down and worshipped him. Verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. They had an encounter that their hearts leapt at. And you know they went away changed forevermore. Maybe they never met Jesus again in their lifetime, in the physical flesh. Maybe they went back to wherever they were from, hundreds of miles away. But that one encounter kept them going forever. They would talk to their friends. They would tell their family members. They would get the scriptures out and say, I've met him. And he was only a baby, but he was marvelous and he was wonderful. And somehow the joy of his face has filled my heart and I cannot come away unaffected. I must love with his love and I must forgive with his forgiveness. And there was something about the tender mercy in this child that made me know everything's going to be all right. Even when hellish things are going on in the world, I know everything's going to be all right because I've seen him. And he is in charge. He is underneath it all. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. All the chaff will be blown away in this world. All the kingdoms will rise and fall, but at least he is there and will remain forever. Those magi, wonderful. One encounter with Christ was enough that they could live the rest of their lives at peace. What else can we learn about these wonderful magi? I, I think they're the best. Why do I say that? that? Here's some lessons I think we can learn. They obviously studied. They obviously prepared. They spent a lifetime getting ready for this encounter. You don't just one day go, oh look, there's a star. Let's follow it and see what happens. They presumably, as magi, were like the academics of their day. And they had decided to look up into the stars to look for the signs of the coming of this Christ. Maybe they had been studying since five, six years old. Training, studying. Maybe they had a copy of the scriptures too. And they were saying, here are the signs that we must be waiting for. And when the sign finally came, maybe after decades, they followed the star. Why do I say that I know that they'd been preparing? Because of verse 2. When they arrived at Jerusalem, they came to Herod and and they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. They didn't just say, we have seen some funny astrological activity in the sky, and for some reason it's led us to, where on earth are we, I don't know, and who is this all about, can anyone explain it? They come and explain it to the Jews. They say, we've seen his star, the king of the Jews, and we've come to worship him. So they've been looking up at the sky, and they know that one over there, that is Jesus' star. We've worked it out. We've spent years deciphering the codes of the heavens and that it's about him. And he's on the move. He's coming. He's being born. 
So I like that. They've spent a lifetime going, the most important thing in our lives and in the life perhaps of the country they've come from, because they've been presumably given money to do this, etc., and have a career on it, the most important thing they know is you must meet the Christ child when he's born and you must worship him. Do you get that? How many of us spend a lifetime preparing for all sorts of things and the list of encountering Christ is somewhere really near the bottom or even on the list at all? That's what I like about these magi, focused they watched and they waited. They were patient. See, I reckon every new year came around for them and they said, shall we give up? Shall we give up this year? Shall we? Nothing's happened last year. Do we think anything's going to happen this year? Shall we give up? No. They were patient. They were patient. They watched and waited. Maybe there were generations of magi who lived and died and it never happened. And they passed on the baton saying, keep looking, keep watching, keep waiting. We Christians in our day and age, we like things instantaneously, don't we? Uh, I'm hungry. Fill, fill it. I, I, I want something to help me out in my life. I need to just order it on the internet and get it delivered. We want things instantly. When things don't happen instantly, we kind of give up really quickly. And sometimes we even shake our little fists at God and say, why haven't you done this? It's been two days. <laughs> sometimes an all in, that life-changing encounter with Christ, let me just get this straight, it can happen any day you want it to happen, it can. The scriptures are clear. Call upon Christ and he will answer you. He will, he wants to be known by you. Knock and the door will be open. Seek and you shall find. But sometimes when it doesn't happen instantly, we give up all too quickly about that encounter with Christ. And we move on to other things. And I think sometimes God is just testing our hearts on that one. Did you really want an encounter with me? Or it was just your fancy for the day? But really the thing you want is something else and you've moved on all too quickly. Think about, let's say you had a, a desire for, a, for an, an apple. So I really fancy an apple. So you go to the fridge, there isn't one there. So you go to the shop, you get one, and it's there, and you, you get your apple. You can get that sorted within half an hour, an hour. But when you think about that apple, actually, someone, somewhere, had been incredibly patient to bring about that apple. Someone, somewhere, had planted an orchard, waited, I don't know, 15, 20 years for that tree to get to fruit-bearing stage, harvested it, waited, picked the best ones that are ready for sale, all that sort of thing, delivered it, created a business so that it could get there, and finally, there it is. Someone had watched and waited and been patient for that wonderful apple. Sometimes it's like that with God. We want it tomorrow or today, and like I said, an encounter with Christ. Some of us are joyous enough to have every day walking with Jesus in that wonderful way. But sometimes we have to watch and wait and seek and ask. And then when he comes, it will be all the more precious to your soul because you've wanted it. So he's not hiding from you. He just knows your heart. 
and he's waiting for the right moments. So they watched and they waited. And then, when the moment came, they acted on it. They dropped everything. When that star finally was on the move, they dropped everything and they went. There could have been quite a few excuses not to go, couldn't there? Can you imagine it? The star is on the move. You've got one day, you've got to pack your stuff up and go. They could have had quite a few excuses. Um, a baby just born. Uh, now's not quite a good time. My knee is a bit sore. Uh, if I leave for months on end, I might lose my job. Um, a relative is poorly, needs looking after. All sorts of life's issues could have prevented them going. All sorts. And we do that. We do that all the time. There's always, let me tell you, there's always going to be something going on in your life. You're never going to have a quiet moment that is just right. Finally, here it is. Bring on the encounter, God. I'm finally ready. It's got to be, well, whenever the time comes, you've got to respond. Think about it. You're waiting for a bus at a bus stop. You know, when you're constantly looking down the, down the road like that, waiting for the bus to come around the bend, and it feels like it's taken forever. Finally, you see the bus come, and it's the right number. And you're all ready, and it pulls up. The doors open, and you just don't get on. You let it go by. That would be really odd, wouldn't it? Yet we do it all the time with the living God. All the time. We're watching, we're waiting, we're saying, yes, God, I want you in my life. And he says, well, here it is. Are you ready? And we let the opportunities go by. We really do. Because there's other things distracting us and busying and real issues, real issues that distract us. Not these magi, though. Dropped everything and off they went. Not the disciples. They heard the call of Jesus. Nets down. <laughs> Fish gone. All that sort of stuff. Even the tax collector, Matthew. You know, he could have got in trouble with the Romans for leaving his post. Probably did. But there he went. Okay. What else do I like about the magi? Here's the final thing I like about... Um, the Magi. They didn't let being an outsider stop them. They didn't let being an outsider stop them. See, they came from afar. And they didn't really belong to Israel and Jerusalem and all of that. They're probably Gentiles from another land, another culture, another system another place, and yet they had that kind of boldness to know God wants me, and I want to know him. So many people, uh, again, I think feel like I can't really come to church or I can't really get to know God because I'm just not really the right stuff. I'm not really either good enough, I don't know about church, I didn't grow up in church or I didn't know the language, I don't know the Bible stories. When I turn up, all these Christians seem to know what to do and say the right things and they look all so good and that's just not where I'm at. I'm down in the dumps. 
I'm ignorant about the things of God. I don't know the scriptures, all that sort of stuff. And yet the Magi show us that Christ came for the outsiders. He came. In fact, Herod and his lot, they don't get all that excited. In fact, they go, we want to know where he is so we can get rid of him. The insiders miss out and the outsiders are included. That is the gospel. Jesus says it time and time again. I've not come for the righteous, but for sinners. It is not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. It is the lost. It is the marginalized. He says, the shepherd will leave the 99 sheep to go after the one. That's the gospel. That's Jesus. In fact, he was crucified outside with the outsiders, outside the city walls, in the God-forsaken places, and the scriptures say that because he was dying for the outsiders. The Magi didn't let being an outsider stop them. They said, he's for me, and I'm for them, and we're coming. Can I encourage you this year? Some, some of us always feel slightly on the outside of church life or of just life. I feel like I'm a spectator in life. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm on the inside. I don't feel like I understand everything that's going on. I don't feel like I belong. I don't feel like God is mine and I am his. And I don't know what to do about that. I don't know how to get on the inside. I don't know whether I should be on the inside. Can I encourage you to do what the Magi did? And don't let that stop you from coming to Jesus and saying, will you have me? Kneel before him. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you come from, what your background is, whether you know anything about the Bible at all. Come. For Jesus came for you. Jesus came for you. So New Year's resolutions. Epiphany. Encounter with the living God in the face of Christ. And have your life changed. Don't change your life. Have your life changed by him. By knowing him, by seeing his glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may we this morning have an encounter with the Lord Jesus. Maybe this morning, maybe tomorrow. But Lord, this year, please, may we set aside all the things that could distract us, and there are many, and may we seek your face, O oh God, for I know you long to be found. I know you literally came down from heaven to earth to be discovered. You moved the stars in the sky that we might see and follow you. So may, Lord, somehow you show us the signs today. Lead us, guide us to the place where we might encounter Christ. May we not give up. 
even if it's on our last dying day that we encounter Christ, so be it. But let us not give up, for he is altogether worth it. And thank you, Lord, for the many of us who have encountered Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that eternal life that began in us when we met Jesus Christ. And may we have fresh revelation of him each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well done, children. After the next song, I want to bring your pictures up to the front. You can show us all your pictures if you've done one. But let's stand to sing.